0: So what we've got here are a set of what we might call trends. Okay, So if we're doing digital or social media activity and we expect this to be a kind of a static environment, then we've completely missed the point of actually what's happening in the real world right now. So these concepts, these ideas here are all really pertinent things to be thinking about as we start to think about you know The direction we're going to point, the choice of tools that we're going to use in our digital and socials, um, the kinds of content that we're going to create, because what we have to take account of are the things that the customer, however we're going to define them, are experiencing in the real world right now. The things that are kind of front of mind, the things that the media are pushing out to them to help with their choices of what's relevant, where they're going to get value, etc., etc. Now, every time I produce this or bring this out in a session like this, I have to change it. I have to add to it. So there'll be some stuff on here that you won't see on yours because over the last couple of weeks, new stuff has come into play. And we'll see that as we go through these But I just want to briefly explain these because they're all really, really important features as trending concepts that are impacting our choices as marketers, salespeople, brand managers, and and communicators. So so top one there in the the top left-hand corner is mobility. This one has been on the charts as a trend for a long, long time. We have to be very mindful of the mobility of our target audience, in other words, at any point in any given day, where are they? Physically, where are they? What are they doing? Where are they? And what devices are they consuming content and information from? At that point in the day, at that hour. It's absolutely vital to know at that level of detail. So if you can imagine your key customer, let's just kind of get one in your mind's eye right now, and you can just imagine them and just picture them Where are they right now? So where are we? 25 past 10 on a Thursday morning. Where are they right now? What are they actually doing? And how are they consuming information? Because it might be that they are checking their socials. It might be that they're in a meeting, but they've just checked their email. It might be that they're sat on a train going to the city or something, and they're they're reading blogs, and they're just catching up on all those things that they haven't had time to do. Knowing where they are and what they're doing at any point in any given day is critical. And the mobility bit is, yeah, and how are they consuming it? What kind of device? So are they on a desktop size? Consumption, or are they literally in the palm of their hand consumption or are they doing it on their smartwatch or on a tablet, etc., etc. So the mobility element is a key trend. We've got to know where our target audience is at the precise moment we communicate with them through social, through a newsletter or whatever. So that's a key one. Um, I'm going to just kind of dot around here because none of these are kind of necessarily directly linked, but they're all really important. So next one is community. Um, Community aspect of marketing has probably never been more significant. What we need to do as brand managers and as marketers is to kind of tap into community because of the concept of advocacy. So who are the influencers within the communities where our target customer resides? So that could be if it's a um, a, a business customer, they might have a, a technical association that relates to their particular industry, so sector association, and they're part of the forum or the discussion group. The community could be um, at, a, at, a, at a personal level. It could be, you know, what kind of social or um, leisure interests does this person have? And we'll come on to that when we look at the personas, because that's really, really important to, to really get to the heart of this individual, really understanding them as a, a, as a person, not just as a job title of its business to business so the community aspect is really important and I think particularly since kind of pandemic where you know a lot of the time we've kind of been doing sort of remote working or hybrid working when we do come together as um, as human beings in the office or um, in um, sort of hybrid uh, sort of networks the the um, importance of getting the value of those interactions has never been greater So is there something we can do to tap into the communities that we know our personas are in? That's going to be a really key one to think about. Um, AI is one of the new kids on the block here. Um, Certainly since Christmas, really, AI has started to really ramp up. Um, We see it with ChatGPT, for example. Others are available. I'm not here to advocate that, although it is incredible. Um, as a service and I'm sure we can talk about that later today Um, but certainly the whole concept of artificial intelligence not necessarily ticking the boxes for you here right here right now but it might do there might be certain things that you can bring into your products and services or or your comms Um, but just having it on your radar just keeping a watch on it it is a trending topic that opens up a whole bunch of opportunities and we'll talk about that one a little bit later today Um, big one again really really significant over the last 12 months but it really is not going away and one of the reasons why it's not going away is because customers love it which is short form video That's not to say that long-form videos, so instructional videos, you know, video blogs, recordings of webinars, recordings of events, aren't helpful. They definitely are, but repurposing some of the content from within those things into short form, bite-sized chunks of very easy to consume data in a video sense, is now the number one the um, fuel if you like of our social networks so obviously short form uh, video on uh, youtube shorts TikTok, instagram reels etc um, have been there for some time but it also applies to the likes of facebook and, and linkedin right now linkedin using short form video on linkedin in your posts can actually signpost you know really really pertinent content to um, you know engage with people and get them to click through so that's really really significant Um, this year data is going to be a really really big one by the middle of the year um, something called third party cookies are going to have been retired by google um, so we won't be able to do remarketing like we used to be able to do um, where you could set up some remarketing campaigns and when people came to your website or did something in particular um, they would be able to then be tracked through um, other websites on their journeys Um, that is going to be something that we're going to be sort of uh, putting into the history books Um, so first party data the data that you collect from your target audience is going to be the thing going forward that's going to be really, really important. So it'll be something that will be really important to be thinking about is what kind of data do I need to hold about my customer to enable me to provide really, really great um, added value um, engagement and conversations and uh, content that is of value going forward? Because that is the kind of data I'm going to be needing to hold. So is it mobile phone number so I can text them? Is it obviously email address, which is one of the most um, historic things that we've ever collected? Um, Or are there certain other things, are there particular social networks that you want to be um, engaging um, in, therefore can you connect at the point of conversion for example and then the data holding is the records that you hold now obviously with data there are a lot of privacy concerns so we've got to be thinking about things like GDPR and stuff like that but data as a consideration here is really important, so what do you need to know about your customer to be able to market to them and then keeping a watch of the trends of the availability of stuff is really key uh, another one is sustainability and ethics. We all know because everybody's now talking about um, sustainability. So this is everything from your <coughs> carbon footprint as a business um, all the way through to how you're using the concepts of um, Uh, sustainable um, sort of processes. You might be bringing out more sustainable uh, products and services. You might be um, looking at maybe circular economy or circular business to take back old um, obsolete products from customers and then reuse some of the parts or um, that kind of part of the process. Whatever it is you're thinking about, this is a marketing opportunity right now. Um, Obviously, avoiding greenwashing, everything has to be based on evidence. And we'll talk about a lot of this later because this is a very, very significant part of your content mix, Um, but certainly doing sustainability ethically is going to be a very, very hot topic, um, irrespective of who your customers are. So whether they're consumers or business, uh, or business customers, Everybody now has got sustainability credentials on their radar, Um, and if you're selling into government, for example, they will have a whole set of criteria that you are now going to be measured against before you're even on the tender list and invited to pitch. So it's really, really important to um, know where you stand with that. Um, next one on the list is a very very new one on the block um, which is uh, metaverse marketing Um, the whole concept of working in a 3d immersive environment Um, you can see down here i've put xr which is extended reality Um, we all know ar and vr augmented reality and virtual reality but xr is the kind of the new version of that which is all about the metaverse where you could if you choose to put on a headset Um, it works on a browser as well in many the metaverses and there are multiple uh, metaverses and then you go into what is effectively an immersive experience so extended reality where you can maybe look and see products in 3D interact with them turn them around look at them from different angles Um, so as a marketer how are you going to use that well it could be for a product launch anyone anywhere in the world when you can then present in an auditorium, in a 3D situation where they can look around and see the other people in the room, etc, etc. This is no longer the stuff of future metaverse is now available i've literally over the last month just run my first metaverse training workshop actually in the metaverse and honestly the reaction of some marketers who didn't kind of get it until they came into the room as well they were absolutely blown away when i was just demoing some really really random little things like mugs and actually taking mugs up to the person so they could see them close up extending the size of the mug and turning the mug around um, all in 3d so they were actually in the room with me doing this, but of course we were all dispersed over the country. So I had a headset on. So I've got a um, yeah, sort of Met, um Quest um, headset which works with uh, the Meta, which is the Facebook version, um, but it works as well. It's quite transferable over other uh, sort of metaverse platforms. The one I'm using at the moment is Spatial.io, um, and the reason I use Spatial.io is some of the attendees were um, didn't have headsets, so they were looking at it on a Google Chrome browser, but they could also be in the room actually on the browser. So of course it's 2D if you're looking on. A browser but you can move around the room and you can look and see where other people are and kind of look at it but you just don't feel necessarily like you're in the room as you would if you've got a headset on but it's kind of there's no barrier to it right now so it is available here today so again we'll talk a bit more about that this afternoon because you guys have got products that you could potentially showcase in there so it gets interesting So that's the kind of the XR bit, um, extended reality. Um, Another one as well is audio. Um, The reason for recording this particular thing about trends is because I'm going to um, showcase just how easy it is to do a simple audio recording of some hopefully valuable information and then create a podcast from that. And just how easy and quick and simple it is to disperse that globally to your audience. A lot of sectors, a lot of personas in a lot of sectors are now consuming podcasts. Podcasts is one of those things that kind of almost for lots of businesses goes under the radar. But if you are looking to create a real brand profile where you want to have um, so, sort of real kind of thought leadership or real kind of credibility that separates you from the mass of other organizations in your sector, doing a consistent podcast that might include interviews, you know, details around a product or maybe tech or something that just positions you as a thought leader is a very, very simple but incredibly engaging way to build. Um, a relationship with your target audience and most target audiences right now and I'm willing to be shot down on this one but most target audiences according to the research are consuming podcasts a lot of us are listening to podcasts rather than listening to music and I've got you know, a few examples of my own where people have said oh yeah Neil I listen to your podcast actually when I'm going for a run and I'm thinking what surely you're listening to music or something no 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 I listen to your podcast It's like, seriously wow so, so it is a big, big, significant tool um, for your um, content production. But I'll show you um, so when we get to that a little bit later how I'm actually using this recording as a very, very simple and easy way to create and, and broadcast um, over podcast. And the final one I want to cover is um, influencers. We've had influencers at a macro level, so the Kardashians and uh, Dwayne Johnsons and the people like that, Kanye West, people like that at, at a, a sort of big macro celebrity level for a long, long time now. When we're talking about influencers for most of us in our own sectors, it's about the micro-influencer. So this is about people who are influential within our own sectors, or within the sectors of the people we're trying to engage with. Um, we really really do have to pay attention to them because they are the voice of the sector they're the voice of the community that I mentioned before and it's really important to understand who these guys are what they're talking about what kind of topics you know fire them up you know how supportive are they of our brand or not do they even know who we are and maybe then thinking of the influencer as a target customer within the mix of customer personas we're going after because As an influencer, just by definition, they are influential. So if they are kind of influencing the narrative of how our products and services or competitors' products and services are being used or talked about, if they're doing unboxing of particular products, um, and of course that is still a thing in social, if they're doing this kind of stuff, we need to know kind of the things that they're talking about, the things that really fire them up. And if we can tap into that narrative, into that storytelling, and who knows, even maybe use an influencer as a, an interview guest on our podcast, for example, linking these things together, that could be a very interesting way of building... You know, some real kind of credibility with the people who others are listening to. So micro influencers um, are really um, important. And think about that as, at a very niche kind of level, unless you've got big brands and you're um, looking to go after some of the big macro influencers. Um, good luck with that. It's quite expensive. Um, but often the kind of the micro influencer is just happy to do it for free because they are an influencer. So they are looking to kind of share their voice um, on a particular topic. So that could be a nice way of building the, um, the, the narrative in the sector with the influencer. And of course, they almost become your spokesperson doing a little bit of marketing for you. So that can also be really, really powerful. So I'm not saying these are the only trends that we've got, but when we come to building plans right here, right now, these are the key things that we need to keep at the back of our mind. So some of these could be threats, but most of these things, I'd argue, as we start to build the plans as we go through the rest of the day, most of these things will become little opportunities. Now, as I said right at the start of the day, the trick is to say no to these things unless they keep nagging at you and they keep saying, hold on a minute. I am really important and I am an opportunity for you. And you can actually then start to then build up the idea. So maybe metaverse is a bit too early for you in the game, but keep a watch on it. Maybe sustainability is something somebody else in the organisation does. But if that is right, what could you use from the, the stuff that they're doing? Maybe podcasting sounds like a nice idea, but have you got the resources for it? So I'm not saying you have to do something around all of these things, but they're definitely all an opportunity for you.